Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail today. I hope you enjoy it. Really an interesting take on junk mail. One I've really never heard before, and that's amazing. <laughs> After a lifetime of, 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 of what would we call it? Junk mail uh, affinity. <laughs> so anyway, let's get over. First, this from the... Uh, <clears throat> Escape the catalog from the Wayfair UK. Um, don't settle for living in a gray catalog world. Escape and discover a world of color. Uh, and we're going to try and figure out what they're exactly after here. The new homeware catalog from... This isn't a catalog. It's our life. It's not. This is a minimalist catalog. I mean, that's not a real apple. It's not a real that's apple. That's not even a real baby. Not a real baby. Mm -hmm. Those are your neighbors, Matt and Sam from page 43, and Sam and Matt from page 41. Family not included. Wait! Nobody ever leaves the catalog! So... Go your own wayfair. I think that's about the tawdry world of direct mail catalogs. I'm not 100% sure. I really am not 100% sure. Um, I tried to find out if, and this is from the UK, so there may still be a catalog in the UK. Although I think what, <clears throat> what they're doing is trying to justify the killing of the Wayfair catalog, which a lot of people really liked. <clears throat> and um, so now we'll see what happens with the... Uh, with Wayfair, their stock has been down for quite a while. Um, I don't see any great change in it, but um, we'll keep you posted. But we'll have an alternative view of the direct mail world, which is refreshing, I would have to say. Quite refreshing. <clears throat> and uh, this is going to be the article, but let's get over to the first article. I I had an interesting conversation um, yesterday with Brad Kugler. Let's see if we can get this. Where did it go? I guess we didn't open it yet. There it is. Um, and I encouraged him on the show yesterday to join the WDMA, right? And uh, he went over to the join page and he said, well, it would cost us thousands and thousands of dollars to join the WDMA. And <clears throat> In Brad's defense, yes, most associations of this caliber are thousands and thousands of dollars, and I've been members of most of them. Um, and uh, but he read this corporate membership, six ninety-five per year for up to ten employees, twenty-five dollars per additional employee. And he said, "Well, we got lots and lots of employees; it'd be thousands of dollars." I said, "Well, okay." So he believed, and and you know, you can read it this way. I never looked at it this way, and in defense of me, I lifted it from the original direct mail or the original WDMA website that was built around 1996 or 7. Um, and uh, so the idea is, is that it's $700 round numbers, um, and 10 employees can be designated as members and have access to anything that we have. Um, the biggest benefit is probably just call up and say hi, and if you've got a question, you know, I'll take a whack at it. 
Um, but we also have some member content. Every day's show notes are member content. But if you note down below, there's also a free subscription, which gives you access to basically that show notes. Okay. It helps us build our list, you know, tiny bit. And we don't email much unless we're having an actual event. No, no promo mailings, just uh, event mailings. And so um, don't worry. It's not thousands and thousands of dollars for every employee in your company. Um, Jeff Solson would be, you know, be wow, a lot. <laughs> but they pay the they pay the six ninety five along with whoever else joins. And so uh, I just wanted to make that clear in case you're worried. Uh, and we also have individual memberships. And, uh, you know, if your business isn't into helping support direct mail, even though you're a printing company or a list company or a, a direct ad agency, we have members of all of those. But even though they're not used to supporting you or, or the efforts at promoting direct mail, you could still join yourself for $249.95 a year or even a monthly, right? 25, basically $24.95 per month. Very, very nice and easy. And you can do a corporate membership per month too, and they seem to work. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. It doesn't even take much effort on my part. So I just wanted to clarify that and thank you for the thank you for your interest. Okay. <clears throat> ANA, really interesting article uh, by Steve McClellan. And um what <clears throat> what it said was that um 15% of the ad spend is going to multi-factor authentication websites and they're generating 21% of the of the results okay so it's uh a 20% gain is that right is that right no 33% 33% gain something like that anyway i'll have to okay so um yeah no a fifth i was right 20% uh, 20% better, and the the regular ad world does worse. And so, uh, ANA says that the programmatic media system is 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 uh, rife with waste. I like rife. That's a good word. Um, there's going to be an, another study coming out, or uh, the the full study is coming out later this year. <clears throat> Much of the blame is that advertisers put low cost uh, ahead of value. They fail to exercise proper stewardship. And uh, the report also cites made-for-advertising websites, um, which occur, which account for 15% of the open web market, not the uh, not the um, multi-factor authentication websites. And they usually feature low-quality content, including fake news and conspiracy theories. Well, who can judge? But I do every, you know, I used to get sucked in by this thing. I used to, I used to, you know, it would have a, it would have a headline like Annette Funicello looked like this in the seventies. You won't believe what she looks like now. And so you look, <laughs> you look at, you look, and then they show you, you know, starlet after starlet in their old age. And they never even get to Annette Funicello, <clears throat> who we all had a crush on from the Mickey Mouse club. Uh, TV show, but uh, but every page you turn <clears throat> is full of cookies and ads, and some of them don't even show up, but they're they're tagging your your computer so that if you ever if you ever do actually buy something on the internet, your computer will have plenty of tags on it so that they can attribute you to that website that had no impact whatsoever on the buying decision. 
That's how it works. Okay, if you want to know. <clears throat> so uh, the average campaign, according to the report, runs on 44,000 websites, which by definition is wasteful. Well, whether it's wasteful or not, you can't tell what's going on. Right? Advertisers can reach 95% of audiences using a few hundred websites. Yeah, probably even less than that if you really want to. Probably your market. You know, you don't really want 95% of the whole world. You just want what matters, what your product is focused on. Anyway, another problem is lack of data. It says 67 ANA members volunteered to participate in the study, but only 21 were able to do so. The 46 others were blocked by their contracts or other hurdles from getting access to log data from DSPs, SSPs, and ad verification providers. So they really couldn't even look at which of the 44,000 made any difference. Okay, I can tell you, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no statistical validity to the results that you get from 44,000 different ad sources. You know, what are you going to run one or two ads on each and say, well, what was the impact of that ad source? You can't evaluate it. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. And we'll talk about that tomorrow when we talk about the CFO and what they're looking for from this insanity. Okay. One other key issue was that if agency was whether or not agencies were acting as principals or agents. Agents are required by law to act in the best interest of their clients, whereas principals don't have to act in the best interest of the buyers. They're real who's paying the bill. Okay, and if you've ever wondered why digital gets so much press, it's because ad agencies, unlike traditional ad agencies taking 17.5% of the ad spend, digital ad agencies can take whatever they want. And so oftentimes it's up to 40% of the ad spend. Plus there's intermediate layers who are all taking a cut. Uh, this is how Procter & Gamble cut something like 40% of their ad spend and their sales actually went up. Because they weren't actually cutting much of their advertising. They were cutting all the layers of buyers that are in there promoting digital advertising. You probably didn't know that. Okay, so anyway, I'm looking forward to the big study coming out, uh, and that's going to be exciting. But let's just go over to this one, the art of junk mail. This is from South Seattle Emerald, which is a community-funded newspaper in Seattle. And um, Jazz Koenig, is that what it says? Kmig, not you know it's hard to read. It's hard for me to read a little type here, but they did a. They, there was this community flyer coupon book. Uh, here's an ad for Amazon. Um, it says save at the top, and they wanted to commission a local artist, uh, Ari Glass, to make art for the grocery store ad bundle. And so, this article is about that. Uh, it's a frenetic assembly of paintings, text, and photographs. It's buttressed by graffiti-like text scattered across the page. Okay, so this is the the South Ender right there says, and yeah, graffiti-like <laughs> graffiti-like type, type font. Uh, really interesting, you know, really, really interesting. This is a lion, a king lion on their throne. And, um, you know, it's just, a, it's eclectic. You know, it's eclectic. It's not like anything you've ever seen before. And that's it's uh, produced by a uh, by a by a shared mail package called Current Residence, 
and their main mission is to present free artwork from black artists in the most accessible, unexpected places. How cool is that? In the most accessible and unexpected places, also known as junk mail. And push the boundaries of what we call public art. I think that's such a cool idea. I've never heard of anybody doing this before. It's an experiment in disruption of people's daily routine of going to the mailbox, sorting through what's trash and what's value, and in this instance, per perhaps taking the time to ponder a piece of art. For BES director and University of Washington associate professor of gender, women, and sexuality studies, Kemi Ademi, it looks like, uh, said the possibilities of what could happen with glasses mailers are thrilling. I, and I just really, you know, I'm going to be talking with Deborah um, Korn this, this morning. We're having a, a conversation. And, uh, and uh, she wrote an article the other day about, you know, about listening to a podcast and hearing the, the host and the guest talk about how ridiculous it would be to, to ever send a postcard in the mail. And I pointed out that I, I have memories of pieces of mail I got in my childhood even and still get and still remember people in a special way. that They took the time to do that. So, yes, it's an investment, but it's also memorable. Okay. And so Ademi wrote, I love the idea that people throw this away. Fascinating. You know, all advertising gets thrown away. It's just that with direct mail, you have to do it. All other advertising throws itself away. You don't have to do anything. You just ignore it and it goes away. And if you ignore it well enough, there's no impact on your brain whatsoever. <clears throat> but this will impact your brain. And uh, and this professor, Kemi, knows it. Wonderful. She said, I didn't want this to be a precious project. I wanted to pay black artists to do something cool and give it to as many people as possible. Maybe someone will keep it, put it on the refrigerator or in their paper. Oh, papers, but eventually the non-archival paper will discolor and disintegrate. Yes, it will. It's 100% recyclable. The QR link will be broken. Okay. Uh, and Ari is so smart in the way he embeds text and form in one another and has a sharp eye for that balance between art and advertisement. What would be super fun is, you know, to compare it with a regular grocery store flyer and and see if the coupon redemption rate was higher. I doubt it, but anyway, um, Ari wrote in an or a, in a mention in an article or in an interview here, especially in South Seattle, it's like a miniature world where every where we have everybody and they're living together. And uh, he actually plays with the idea of junk mail as both a, a cyber and physical concept in the mailer, inserting logos of credit card companies, barcodes, and order now graphics. <laughs> in a chaotic mishmash of images, right? I just think this is wonderful. We go through different times, but the essence of the human spirit is always the same, and we always have the same goal. And, you know, you know, some of this is, this is how, this is how, you know, we find, we find olive, olive oil jugs, right, in shipwrecks and things from, from the, you know, from, from the before Christ era, and, they some of them are decorated beautifully and from what i've heard i have a degree in ancient history they were decorated that way because they sold better <laughs> they sold more olive oil giving away a nice container that it went in 
you know, there's no reason why advertising can't dress the world up a little bit. And junk mail, you have unlimited creativity, which this is a great illustration of. And even if, even if it gets thrown away, there's still higher level of engagement, which this professor understands. She understands that there's a higher level of engagement with this mailing piece than there ever will be with any digital marketing. And that is a wonderful perspective. And here she is. No, this is Jan, or Jazz. This is the author. So anyway, have a great day. Like and share. Support the WDMA. It's a better value than you could ever imagine. And you can give me a call if you like. Bye-bye.